Hey, Mark. Hey, Katie. Hey, you want to do a podcast? Yeah. Sweet. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to the Unforget Yourself Show, where we use the power of woo and the proof of science to help you identify your blind spots, get over your own bullshit, <gasps> so that you can do the fucking thing you actually want to do. Absolutely. I'm Mark. And I'm Katie. And we're the founders of Unforget Yourself and the creators of the Unforget Yourself system. Look, being a business owner is tough. Yeah. With vulnerability and with humor, mm-hmm. we'll be sharing with you the real stories behind the success of those brave and crazy enough to start their own business and to show you that you're not alone. You're not. Well, from the accidental entrepreneur to the laser-focused CEO, we have honest conversations about how they got to where they are today. We talk about the challenges that they faced and what they're currently dealing with in real time on their roller coaster journey. Along the way, we want to show you that it's, it's you. You are the most important asset in your business. Yeah, you are. So let's cut the bullshit and start the show. Enjoy. Okay, hello everyone and welcome to the show. So today we have with us Mark Monroe, best-selling author, podcast host, coach, and real estate investor. Mark, welcome to the show. I appreciate it. Thanks so much for having me on, Mark. Oh, so, so welcome. Hey, can you expand a bit more on you know, where you are today with your businesses and uh, who you'd love to work with? Sure, sure. I appreciate it. Thanks so much for having me on. Um, excited. Um, we're just kind of talking a little bit before we got on where, uh, you know, the p- different parts of the country and the world that we are, you're up in beautiful Michigan and I'm down here in South Florida, uh, right on the beach and, uh, but I'm from the North in the cold in Vermont, but yeah, so my journey is, um, I've been in real estate for pretty much most of my career. Uh, had several, a couple of different businesses through actually several different businesses along the way. Um, but I really started my journey. Actually, I started my journey, if you want to really get technical, at the age of 15, starting at McDonald's, believe it or not, and worked my way up um, in management. I was a senior in high school running a store. And uh, by the age of 19, I was running a region. And they taught, that's why I learned business and everything on that. And then left that, went down to Washington, D.C. area. I was in that area for about uh, 10 years and uh, mm-hmm. started my real estate banking career um, at the age of 24. So just kind of worked really hard when I was younger. Now I'm at an age where I like working from home, work remotely, work from different parts of the world. Um, you know, I'm in South Florida and a lot of times now in my summers, I spend over in Europe. So, you know, nice. that's the beauty of it. Beautiful. Sure. So wh- where do your clients come from? What do clients seek you out to, to get help with? So, yeah, um, really what I tend to do is I, I mean, I have several different type of clients. I have sellers where I buy the real estate. And then I also now start working with people like new investors or people that want to learn how to do, do real estate and show them how they can kind of go from mm. literally nothing, zero into become wealthy in real estate and, and have their as a retirement. Um, so there's, that depends on what level you want to do. Um, I literally started you know, with no money and you absolutely can do real estate with no money. I was just explaining to you before I just did close on a, a real estate deal in Orlando where for a hundred dollars, I turned it into $50,500 on a hundred dollar investment. So that's the different things that I talk about the different, and it's really through a seller financing strategies. So that's really what it is. And so you don't have to go to the typical bank. You don't really have to have a job uh, you want to make, you don't have to have a job. You don't need income. You don't have to go through the banking system. You just go through a seller financing strategy. And in there, there's several different uh, seller financing strategies. So that's really what the direction I kind of help people. And that's how I buy real estate as well. Nice. So is that like, 
all these things that people should know, but we don't. So it's it's that extra knowledge, it's that extra way of working that's maybe maybe against the grain. It's against what the mainstream is being told. Um, isn't that the same with most coaching programs? Like, yeah, here's the here's what you don't know. Here's what you haven't been told. Um, and you get to share all that, right? Absolutely. I mean, I there's realtors that I've talked to that's been in the business for like 20, 30 years. And I explained to them, hey, we can purchase it through this type of seller financing strategy. And because they're so used to being vanilla, they're like, uh-huh, I, I, I don't, there's, you can't do that. I'm like, absolutely. There's different other options to do it, especially the market in the U.S. and the real estate. We've been such a hot market for the last 10, 12 years. Now that it's starting to change, now they're starting to open up and seeing a little bit more because, you know, they're not getting those real estate sales before, you know, somebody puts a house in the market and they're getting like five to seven offers on it. Now the houses are sitting a little bit longer and there's different, but you also with these type of strategies that they're landlords that are, they want to sell through a seller financing strategy. So they don't get hit with that capital gains. So they're great people to work with and they'd rather sell it like through an installment sale. So those are great people to work with. So, nice. so you got, and, that, you got, and that's where there's helping. Go ahead. There's I'm sorry. So many different strands to your business as well. And of course now you you're an author and written your book. How, how is that to get your book out there? Um, it was great. I really use social media. Um, and, uh, it was best selling. Like when I launched it, it became a best selling for over a week. So it was mm -hmm. awesome. And I can't, everybody that listened, thank you so much for the support. Super stuff. And so where are you going now with your business? <clears throat> You've got so many different avenues, so many things that you're doing. And yeah, we've chatting offline about the new pivots and the new directions that you know, we can all take. So how has it been for you throughout yeah, you know, this transition going from, from your coaching, from one-on-one, -on -one, from seeing how else, how else can I package this? What else can I do? Because there are so many options out there. What's that journey been like for you? So ever since I wrote the book, um, I've been having so many people reaching out saying, hey, why don't you put together a coaching mentorship program? So I've been kind of exploring, I've been putting it off because of the fear factor of like, okay, what is this going to entail? How much time and energy is going to be going into it? And then the biggest factor is, is really like, you know, the, the cost, like mm -hmm. I just, sometimes mm -hmm. I don't feel comfortable, you know, charging what other coaches are doing, but I know that I'm, you know, I know what I'm worth, but I don't feel comfortable charging. I know there's people out there that have less knowledge than me are charging like $9,000 bringing people into their coaching program. So that's kind of where my challenges are like, okay, what can I do to, so I am okay charging a high ticket item um, because to help these people, like, you know, I, I helped this one guy, Matt, we've been working together for over two and a half years and he's built his net worth up to over $500,000 in real estate assets. He's got like, he's holding about $5 million in real estate. And now he's got a net worth of over 500,000 helping him out. So I guess in that mindset, I guess, you know, the higher ticket item is worth it. But at the same time, I, I kind of relate to what I went through growing up where I didn't have money and how do I get there, that type of thing. So that's kind of what in my mind, that's the, my mm. thought process. So have you almost gone sort of full circle because you've built your empire, you've built your business, um, you're helping so many people with the strategies and the knowledge that you have. Now you're given a new opportunity to, to reach out, to coach, to mentor, to put together a, a program to guide more and more people through that. However, you've now got that pang, that, that desire to, how can I help people who actually fucking need it? 
without right. pricing them out. So there's a whole story going on there. So what, what is it for you that's, that is challenging, that is holding you back? So just have like going out there and charging that ticket item. Um, so, you know, how I learned the business and how I learned it is, you know, I started, like I mentioned, I got into real estate banking loan originator. I ended up, um, you know, learning from the McDonald's. We left that a year and a half and we have actually opened our own company up more mm. real estate banking company. We blew that up to 107 loan officers with a team of underwriters. So we, I had a great business. So I kind of understand it. And it was easy. It seemed like when you're younger, it seemed easier sometimes because, you, you know, you, you fall down and you don't care. But that's what we do. We fall down and get back up and go through it. So but I look back during that time period that um, I had an opportunity to get in there. And a lot of like my clients were investors and I became friends with them. I learned how they did it and they taught me how to do it coaching and we'd kind of do joint ventures together so mm. that was my original thought process and i've done that you know most of the career teaching people along the way i've only done a couple people at a time but now i'm taking it to a higher level and i did it uh, about a month and a half two months ago i brought um 30 people in and i was going to say okay well i'll teach you guys how to do this you go out to get the deals and we'll split it 50 50 type of thing right and but out of 30 people, only four people are doing anything and the rest of the people are not doing anything and just now taking all my time and energy out of it. So now I'm not getting any benefit out of it as well. Mm. So you've released almost like a, it's a beta launch, gone through this, but dropped the price. I mean, there's lots of different strategies around course creation, what you should do, how you should do it. I don't think there's a, there's a right or a wrong answer. It's just whatever feels right to you. So maybe you took the route that was more in your need that was, how can I help this? Yeah, it's great to get the testimonials. It's great to get the results. There's the future proof for your program. But it's not always, it's a false economy. As you said, it's free. And yet people didn't do the thing. Isn't that interesting? That happens so, yep. so much. It is. And I think I'm starting to notice if people have a monetary expense behind it, they tend to work a little bit more versus free than a nonchalant. And I, I'm, I'm starting to kind of see that a little bit. Um, but then there's people that, that I've taught, you know, there's somebody that we're just talking about, like I showed him how to do real estate and how to take a deal through and help them out. Spent six months with him, you know, a couple of times a week, just kind of coaching and going through the whole process, you know, and he ended up making $128,000 on that transaction. And I just got to thank you. You know, for me, I would end up actually, you know, much more than I'd be giving them a huge thank you, buying my nice dinner, take them out, uh, going together at a, like for a weekend getaway and paying right. for the whole thing for if I, if I help somebody help me make a hundred thousand dollars like that. So I, I just think, I don't know. I always think my mindset, like everybody should think like I am, but it's not the case. <laughs> oh, now there's an interesting thing you just said there. Everyone should think like me. We all, we all think that. We all have our perceptions. We also have our own stories and our own past and programming that is so deeply lodged into our brain. It's untrue. So it's tough because you're, you're not coaching you. You're not coaching you who's had your experience. Maybe, as so many other coaches out there, you know, we're coaching who we used to be a year ago, five years ago, 10 years ago. And there's that inner desire to really help. But sometimes maybe it's not. So who, who do you want to work with? 
who does it light you up to work? With? I want to work with people. I want to work with people that want to succeed and want something out of life and happiness and not struggle. Like, you know, a lot of people that I grew up with in my family, so many people in my family struggle paycheck to paycheck. Mm -hmm. So I want to work with people that are in that situation that want to help themselves and get and pull themselves out of that. I, I like go through what I went through. Um, I know how to do it. I have the resources and tools and how to do all this stuff. And that's why I put it in my book because I learned a lot of trial and errors. And I actually learned through, through mentors myself that were mentors and coaches through me. So now I kind of want to get back. Um, but at the same time, I want to work with people that don't want to waste my time and energy. They want to do it. They seem like they want to do it, but they don't do anything. I'm giving you like, hey, this is what you got to do. Go do it. We come back mm. a few days later. How did that go? Did you pick up the phone call and call those sellers that are for sale by owners and have a conversation with them? How did that go? Oh, I never got around to it. <laughs> those are the people I don't want to work with. Yeah. I, I coach them. I don't mind helping at first, but you know, you have to take some initiative and I'll be more than happy to talk to you and kind of get, I'm giving you this, the tools and resources, but I'm not going to do the work for you. So how do you weed those people out? Because obviously with the price, dropping the price, you invite more tire kickers, time wasters, hopers and dreamers, rather than people who are, fuck, I'm ready to take the action. I want this. However, you price too much. And those people, I mean, it's, it's America. It's quite easy to find the money. You can, you can always find the money realistically to be able to do something with the right desire. But it can be tough. Then it comes into the value equation that had the belief the trust is this really going to work so trying to find that balance so with your new new program trying to find out where that comes in and it sounds like it is it is a personal journey for you well 100 absolutely because I, I i want it i want people to be successful you know I, I i pride in that i really want them to kind of do really well um because I, I I like that. I like helping people. I love buying properties through seller financing and in turn on selling it to people in seller financing that can't qualify and go, you know, there's people. And that's been my high majority of the time is like buying mm -hmm. a, a property through a fellow seller financing strategy and turn around selling it to somebody with a seller financing strategy that can't go get the money, go to the bank and qualify for whatever the credit, you know, they don't show their income. And I've helped so many people become homeowners through the, the way I structure it because I know my background is real estate banking. So I know what the mortgage underwriter is going to do it. And I set up in a way where long as they work on getting the credit and doing everything that they, after two or three years, they can become homeowners and, and put it into their name. And technically they are homeowners from the beginning of it, the way it's structured, but then they actually... You know, there's different ways where they become homeowners immediately, or there's a hybrid of in there that, where they eventually become homeowners. Okay, so there we are. So the strategy is sound. The knowledge is there. You know it works. You've proven it. You have the the knowledge. But what's holding people back, in your opinion? What is stopping people from actually doing the thing? I think it's two things. I think laziness. You know, people are just you know kind of lazy you know i just from what i went through things are so much easier it comes like i i didn't have the internet when i learned this stuff you know we we had to go to library and do all this stuff you went school, old you know? school now it's like you know what i mean now it's like boom 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 which it makes it great especially now with chat gpt i mean wow i'm just blown away how fast that's helping me out with some stuff now i'm like whoa um but then i think 
people are afraid of failure. You know what I mean? Mm. And I'm a big believer, you know, it's really not, if you're not failing, you're not succeeding and you're not moving forward. You have mm-hmm. to fail to be able to move forward. And I think people are really afraid of failing. And I think that, and that was my biggest thing, fear for the longest time when I was younger, you know, I'm afraid to fail, but if you're not failing, you're not learning and not succeeding. Look at Elon Musk with SpaceX. Look at how many times they blew up the, the, the rockets. They failed, you know, in the failing, they wanted to fail on purpose so they can learn from it. Yeah, I love I love that quote. Was it build around the explosions? Absolutely. I mean, obviously we're not people involved, but yeah, it's true. The business blows up. Cool. There's another way not to build a rocket. How do we make this better rather than take so long trying to do it perfect yet not actually launch? It's it's huge. Okay, so you've overcome the fear of failure or you overcame it for that particular level. So what was it for you that allowed you to work through that? just get to a point where you just don't give a shit anymore. (laughs) Like who cares if you fail and learn? I mean, I just don't care anymore. And I think that became a little bit more with a little bit more maturity Mm. as well. I I think, um, and just learning, like I learned enough from my mistakes. So I just like, who cares? You know, I don't like, who cares if I fail or who cares if that screws up? Sure. Sometimes it hurts my pocket a little bit, but it's part of the process of learning. And then, that won't happen again. <clears throat> mm. And I think that realization of, hold on, hold on. I'm not dead. So, okay. The world didn't implode. Okay, cool. Let's go again. Let's go different. Let's go bigger. So that feeling of, I just don't care. You've accelerated your perception, your approach, yet your clients haven't. So that might be the misalignment that's going on with this new course the ability to understand exactly where they are because you are the guide, you are the mentor. They have to borrow your, your certainty. But it's so hard to distill that. We know that from the work that we do. It's so hard to distill that into someone who comes with, with fears, with doubts, with crumbs, with, with overwhelm. There's an awful lot of, of detail that has to go into what they do. So how is it for you? And it may still be a struggle. How is it for you to, to relate to those people so that you can try and get them to do the right. fucking thing, I mean, do the thing they need to do. Yeah. I mean, I can definitely relate because I've been through it. I went through that journey, you know, and I understand exactly how they went through it. Um, and you just got to like, and, and I tell them, I understand. And I, and I teach them to do baby steps so they don't get overwhelmed because it can get extremely overwhelming. Mm. And I just like, keep it simple, keep it basic. And my philosophy is always work on what's closest to the money. So whatever you're doing in business or no matter what it is, what is going to make work on the items? Cause you, in business you're getting, especially a small business owner, you're, you're getting pulled a hundred different directions mm-hmm. and you could end up spending time and energy on something. Sure. It needs to get done, but is that going to put money in your bank account immediately? So work on closest to the money. And that's kind of where I've really kind of grained that into people and tell people, hey, this is what you got to do. And when one of our businesses, you know, we always posted that all over the office, work on closest to the money, closest to the money. So we kind of ingrained that into it Um, and just kind of learn if you're going to. And then if you're spending your wheels on something and it's not going anywhere, just learn to cut your losses. And then I would say realistically, what was a big turning point for me? 
um, in my late 20s, early 30s, is I did um, the book, The Secret. You know, the, you know, what is that um, affirmations? I did that book and I really cut out a lot of negative people, a lot of negative energy in my life and friends and family, people I talked to on the phone every day. I took a step back and I, I got rid of about 80, 85% of people in my life and just found myself six months. It's about time by myself and just refocused on my brain and my mind and then just created that whole going down that positive energy and hanging around positive people, that's going to lift me. You know, I I'm to a point where I always say, I don't, I always want to be the dumbest person in the room so I can learn from them. Love that. It's, it's, it's so true. And it, it's the distractions that are everywhere, especially in this day and age you were joking about, you know, didn't have the internet when you first started this. Yeah. It's a blessing and a curse. We've been given all these gifts, but it's so hard. So the people, technology, the fast-paced world it's all vying for our attention so as 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 you go through this so that that must have been a massive transition for you what's what's your next transition how can you can you see the next version of you can you see where you're going to because this going into the coaching the mentorship and cementing this program sounds like that's a massive step for you it is. It is. Um, you know, I, I built a couple of many different businesses over the years. You know, I, you know, after COVID, I took a step back and just was doing real estate and kind of enjoying the quality of life a little bit more. You know what I mean? That's kind of mm -hmm. where my journey and I did that um, for a couple of years. And but, you know, since I wrote the book, um, I kind of got that the fire again of kind of building another 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 business if that makes sense yeah so i'm gonna build this business and put it you know and get it on the autopilot and have people and create a community and where i can go in there and buy you know eventually bring people in um have other coaches you know some of my students become the coaches and help people and create a community and open the door up where i can actually purchase the real estate deals because that's my ultimate goal is i like purchasing real estate and creating the passive income so it makes it easier so i can enjoy the quality of life that i want you know like i live yeah. in south florida love the winters it's been you know i i sit there and i'm not and literally at the beach I, every morning i i ride i work out i work for two hours every morning i work on my physical and my mental every morning so i really don't start working until about 11 30 even though I have my admins, my VAs in the Philippines, you know, they start working, but then I schedule my calls from like 1130 until like about five. And, but then, you know, in the wintertime, I try to only work half a day on Fridays. You know, now that we're coming into the summer a little bit, where it's gonna be a little warmer, I'm gonna end up rolling my sleeves and building out this whole platform. That's how the whole mm -hmm. business, if you will. But at the same time, I love spending my summers in um, Europe, you know, and that well, last year, we actually spent it in Cape Town. It was beautiful down there. So, but you just got to start working um, at two or three o'clock in the afternoon over there, <laughs> which you probably know. <laughs> yeah. So this, this is a new transition for you. It's, it is that away from the, obviously the, the roller coaster you're on, the sort of lull that you've done this. Now you're swinging back this way. So it's how you sort of manage yourself during this time. And it sounds like you've got a good routine going on to be able to, through experience, that's the only way to manage yourself through this is to continue to take care of, of yourself, not just physically, but mentally. Oh, 100%. It's just, you know, 
it's more for me is about quality of life and then happiness and enjoying life. That's kind of more the quality for me at this point. You know, that's kind of where I'm at, at my stage in life. Sure. I like helping people. I really love it. I love real estate. Um, I love mentoring, <clears throat> love <throat> teaching people. Um, I just love it. And I've always given so much value and given stuff away of, you know, helping people and just showing them this is how it can be done. I yeah. mean, yeah, I mean, literally, you know, how you can go out there buy real estate i'm not kidding with no money like a hundred dollars just to put it down in a contract to secure that contract and don't have to come up with that rest of that capital for like 60 days and take that contract and go and find yourself another buyer and stay right in the middle and create an arbitrage or sell your position you know take that contract and sell that contract you know so there's different ways of kind of go about that so you know going out there and i call it like being a bird dog if you will and start that way and then kind of gradually move up and work with other investors and kind of joint venture and, until you make some money and then you start acquiring and holding your own real estate if that's what you want to do or i've seen help people to buy their home through a seller financing strategy if they just want to do a one-time thing mm. nice so i can tell you're you are so sure about what it is you do you know your business and your industry inside out in this next transition, what is it that from your experience, your wealth experience, what can you see coming up as a challenge for you, for you personally, because you know, you, you know what you like. So what is it for you yeah, that you can, you can um, see coming? I would say, you know, bringing somebody in and if I charge a higher ticket, bring somebody in and they fail and they're not happy. You know, I want to make sure that they succeed. And that's probably one of my things, like why mm. I didn't want to do it and why I don't like, I see these other coaches out there doing these guarantees. I guarantee you, you're going to do this. I guarantee within 90 days. And I'm like, whoa, wait a minute. It's not, it could be 90 days, but majority of the time when you first get into it, it takes some time, mm. you know, because there's a lot of moving parts. You can do it. There's no question, but I don't want to guarantee somebody that, you know what I mean? So yeah. that's the type of stuff. That's kind of what my fear is. And that's kind of like, you know, um, I just like to set the rock. I, I don't like to mislead people. I like to be straightforward and set the proper expectations, if that makes sense. Absolutely. Nice. Well, look, Mark, good luck with your, your next venture. Thank you for sharing your journey, everything sort of behind the scenes with what you do. It's fascinating to hear your journey and what's, what's going on and, and where you're still working through some stuff. Fantastic. You appreciate it. Thanks so much for having me on. Thanks so much. So I You're appreciate welcome. it again. Look, if people want to find out more about you and your book, where can they find you? Sure. They can look my, my book up on uh, Amazon, uh, just Mark Monroe. Um, my website, um, you know, I have uh, some groups. Uh, I got a, a Facebook group with over 50,000 members in there. Um, so you can kind of go there. Uh, Mark Monroe, this uh, dash there. Uh, what is that? What is that icon on the computer when you do a, a dat or the uh, key? I don't know. I guess I should look that up. So it's Mark Monroe, the, the dash there.com or just Google uh, Mark Monroe Boca Raton on LinkedIn and you'll be able to find all that information from there. So I really appreciate it, Mark. Hey, you're so, so welcome. So everyone, if you're curious or you're like, what the hell's all about? I need to know more. Check out Mark. Anyway, thank you so much. Really appreciate your time. Thank you, Mark. Take care. Hey, Katie. 
Yeah, Mark. Want to do an outro? I sure do. Sweet. Hey, thank you so, so much for listening and making it to the end. Yay, you. So what happens next? Uh, we ask them the things that podcasters are supposed to ask at the end of an episode. Can you please rate, review, download? Subscribe. Mm. Yeah. But why is it important? Because that's how our podcast gets noticed. That's how people find us. It is, and we want all their earballs. <laughs> all the earballs all over the place. We do. Nice. Yeah, so please do all those things. We'll be ever so grateful. And then more people hear your beautiful voice. Or yours. Oh, yeah. <laughs> See you next time. Bye.